0: welcome to signs of life exploring survival of consciousness brought to you by forever family foundation on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org I call your name the echo is haunting the echo is always the same I call your name
1: the echo is haunting and echo So I
2: call your name, your name, I call your name, good evening everybody, welcome to Medium Insights Hour brought to you by the Forever Family Foundations and Signs of Life Radio. We gather here every month to explore the mindsets of many accomplished spiritual mediums on many topics related to consciousness, spirituality, and the afterlife, of course. My name is Roman, Roman Karpishka, and as your host, I'm so excited to welcome Lee Ashley to the show. Lee is a highly accurate and compassionate Forever Family Foundation certified medium with over 40 years of learning... uh, Forty plus years of learning traditional indigenous ceremonies, training in Kundalini yoga and TM, and Canadian law. She, she also has a Canadian law degree. She's a Kanuckian like me, actually. Uh, so I'm really excited to uh, to have her on the show. Um, lee loves to help others awaken and use their own varied and unique spiritual gifts in private and group readings, classes, and ceremonies. She can be uh, reached at her email address, which is Lee at leeashley.com so ladies and gentlemen as always this show tonight is commercial free no interruptions so sit back put your feet up curl up with a nice blanket or (laughs) or an air conditioner in these you know in these times i guess Uh, Have a drink on us. Let us stimulate your intellect for the next hour or so. And before we introduce uh, our guest, uh, Lee, we uh, just want to make a few announcements um, that, you know, Bob Ginsburg's book uh, is available. It's called The Medium Explosion, A Guide to Navigating the World of Those Who Claim to Communicate with the Dead. So you can pick that up on Amazon. Uh, and also, you know, check out the Netflix docu-series, Surviving Death, which is now streaming, which has been streaming for a while. So definitely worth it if you haven't seen it. And uh, and of course, all as always, if you have any questions for our esteemed guest, please feel free to call one 627 6008 So uh, just so you know, Lee's not going to be performing any uh, any readings or anything like that tonight. It's it, this show is for information only. Uh, it's to find out, you know, what 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 gives and what makes mediums tick, and and how do they, you know, how do they do what they do? What's behind their magic? Let's you know, let's let's get informed. So, with all of that, Lee, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Roman. I'm really happy to be here.
2: Oh, we're so happy to have you here. Where where are you? Uh, where are you situated, by the way?
1: I'm currently situated in Tennessee, near Nashville.
2: Oh, no kidding. Wow. Talk about, you know what? I just had my vacation last week and we were supposed to go to Nashville, but our plans fell through. So it's just a coincidence, I guess, you know, it's, uh,
1: it's probably okay. The traffic's pretty bad here right now. Anyway,
2: is it? Wow. I, uh, yeah, we, we, we didn't plan our vacation properly this year. So we just, you know, last minute, oh, let's go to Nashville. And I just looked at the price of stuff. Forget it. (laughs) It's it was a little too too expensive, especially with a daughter going to college and all that. So we did uh, staycation this year, but uh, it's all good. Right. So welcome to the show. And thank you. Uh, yeah. So Lee, what what kind of um you know let, let's I believe this would be the first time that I'm ever talking to you. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I want to know a bit about you and tell our listeners about you a little bit. Um, are you uh, what kind of medium? Are you like in terms of you know? Do you see things? Do you do apparitions, or you know, what, what kind of th- is it? Are you like in practice mental mediumship, or are you clairvoyant, clairaudient? You know that kind of thing. So tell us a bit about your history and what what are your so you know kind of powers, I guess.
1: My power is my <laughs> power as well. the sacred I powers. Think everybody has sacred superpowers, but I, I just kind of I got obsessed with mine probably at a young age and and just wanted to learn um, how everything works. I was really interested in in God and just in plants and animals. And I I really felt, even as a child, um, that there was communication and and loving communication coming from rocks at times and trees. And uh, humans didn't always seem to be always... Walking their talk, I guess you could say right. it was almost more honesty in the non-human life forms.
2: Oh, I I can see that. You know, especially if humans seem talking you talking to a rock, they they won't be too nice about it usually. They will. <laughs> Just so you got to understand my work sense of humor. I I, I kind of throw these things out once in a while, but I actually that's very fascinating about your about your background um, and. How, how you can perceive things that other people can't through what we would consider to be inanimate objects.
1: Well, um, to answer the rest of your question, I think you asked about the senses, like how yeah. do I perceive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I use all of them. Like I, I have heard physical sounds before, although that's relatively rare. Like sounds that I know are not actually physical are pretty common, but the, the actual physical ones less so. Um, you can smell and hear. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I've seen things that are actually close to physical, but mostly it's in the mind's eye. Like if you were imagining a scene in your mind, it's like that, but a little more vivid. Um, no, the yeah. only one I really don't particularly enjoy is the taste one. Like I would sometimes get, you know, cigars or whatever oh, anesthetic okay. taste, and so I kind of asked creation to not give me the taste one so much, and mm-hmm. and, and that's that's been respected.
2: <laughs> well, it's funny how you can ask and you shall receive when it comes to stuff like that. That's pretty fascinating great
1: that is how how it seems to work
2: yeah fantastic and and so you've been practicing quite a long time
1: well i've i've been i've been interested in in spiritual things for a long time Mm -hmm.
2: um that that is uh that is fantastic i mean i i i got into this whole spirituality thing and i'm I am, and I don't claim to be a medium or anything, but I'm just very interested in the topic. And I got into it about 13 years ago when my son passed. and my son passed over, and I just, you know, needed to find I'm out. I'm so
1: sorry to, to hear that your son passed.
2: Well, thank yeah. you so much. I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, there's there's ups and downs. But, you know, one of the one of the things that, you know, and, and I am not a professional interviewer for, for those of you listeners that are out there that feel I might be talking a little bit too much to myself. Well, you know what? I'm not a professional and I'm, you know, I'm doing this from the love of my heart because one of the things that I found for myself and for anybody that's grieving out there, one of the best things to help you uh, get over your grief or, or help ease the grief is by helping others. And I found that to be so true. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing this show. So I'm doing the best that I can, and I love doing it because for me it's a learning experience, and I get to interview you know and, and learn a lot of things from from people like you, which is great well,
1: oh, you know that's not that different than most of the the true mediums or the true uh, intuitives that I meet. they uh-huh. seem to have a heart for service and uh, and a, a true compassion and a willingness mm-hmm. to to help people and and that Unfortunately, you know, is, is the case with the Forever Family Foundation mediums. Yeah. I, I know yeah. there's just this extra kind of sense of compassion that makes you want to go through this to help people. or And even the self-doubt, you know, for, the, for many years when I was even doing this uh, professionally, I, I didn't think it was going to work every time. I, I don't know. It, it took me probably yeah. a decade before I really trusted every time and it, it always worked and it always comes through um not exactly how i expect but it's it's an interesting journey
2: you know what that's really, uh, a great topic and i want to tap into that a little bit more a little later but right now we actually have a caller uh would you like to just take a call from uh
1: let's, let's see how it goes <laughs> yeah
2: okay um so we have Michelle from Rhode Island on line 2 so Michelle okay. welcome to the show Hi, Michelle. Michelle, are you there? Uh-huh. Okay, because I, I, I got a text from our producer that we got a Michelle from Rhode Island on hear line me? two. Oh, now we can hear you. How you doing, okay. Michelle?
0: <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: Yeah, not a problem. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Um, my question is about just trying to understand. I'm kind of new to this whole idea of mm-hmm. the afterlife. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've gone to a few group readings, and at those group readings, I noticed, like, the same people kept being read, or they were this, you know, like, the the medium kept, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this, but they kept seeing the same um, people's spirits. So, like, in one group, right. these three or four spirits came through, and then the next group, kind of the same spirit mm-hmm. came through, and then... And I, I was just wondering how that works. Like, are some spirits just much more expert at, you know, going to a medium or, than others? Because there were a couple of oh, us who just never got read. So I just wondered hmm. about how that works.
1: Well, um, a few things I could say about that. Uh, I think the, your question about are some spirits stronger or more easily able to get through? And that can be a yes if their motivation is very strong if the the reason for it is is compelling um if the love was extraordinary you know or they really need to to get a message to you that it can be like that but as a medium um i try to I try to limit in a in a in a group i it's really nice to have a smaller group so that everybody can get a reading but you have to kind of tell yourself away and and when it gets like that i will sometimes switch to just reading one person down the row you know um but some people uh, not the spirits but the the sitters the people in the in the audience of the gallery reading I can give you an example of a reading I did in France. If you want to hear a little short story, sure. um, there, there was a quite a large group I was talking with in France and I saw a woman in the directly in front of me, front row. She just seemed to be very intensely concentrating almost with her eyes closed all evening. She didn't get a reading. A lot of other people did. And, um, she told me this later, about five minutes before the session ended, she decided to let go and just sit there and be there for the other people because clearly I wasn't going to come to her. That was her thought process. And I was in the process of reading for some somebody else. And as soon as she did that, suddenly this spirit interrupted. It was her father and went right to her and gave her uh, the nickname he had for her, which was in a language, I, I didn't know these words. And mm-hmm. and she just had the most brilliant reading. And it was because she was able to let go.
0: Okay.
1: So, wow. so part of it is bringing your energy and bringing something and contributing when you go to a group like that, not focusing on what you'd like to get, even though it's so hard when you've lost somebody. But, if you go there and just with a curious open heart and mind and just imagine that your energy might be needed there so that these other spirits could come through uh come through or or other humans might need you there so that the energy is a nice fit and it feels comfortable, so there may also be other reasons for you being there other than to get that information that you were hoping to get okay,
2: okay. is that.
1: Is that helpful?
0: Yeah, I think so. I um, I don't want to take your time. I I just it was just it's been curious that that's happened several times, and um, and or I've gone to gallery readings on Zoom where uh, like only male spirits will come through, or you know. So I just I'm always curious about like how it works. And one of the mediums at one of the groups said there's kind of just a cacophony of voices, you know, noises all around. So it's hard to kind of focus on one. And I just wondered if, you know, that might explain why some people are just stronger and more able to get through or some spirits are.
1: I think there's truth to all of your theories.
2: Leah, I think think you nailed it it on the head with what you said about, you know, the expectations and and how the mindset. Uh, But let me just add, don't go to readings where there's 500 people. Because the odds Oh, no, there weren't
0: that many people. Okay. (laughs)
2: Yeah, because you're just going hey, like,
0: to forever. I'm 500 people reading. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
2: you know, Listen, it, Roman,
1: don't <laughs> tell people not to go to 500 people reading, though, because well, what we if know. we have one? Well, <laughs> no, you you I'm just teasing it. Yeah, I know. Sure you just got to set
2: your expectations differently when, yep. when you're going with 500 people than if you're going with five people you know you got to play you know you got to know the odds because it it is still you know 500 people yeah if if you do get a reading it's that much more powerful because your spirit came through out of 500 clamoring spirits that we're trying to get through but at the same time the odds are astronomically lower so it's got to set your expectations but i like your idea about you know setting your mindset to help others while you're there that you're all part of like a family kind of thing i love that
1: I think that helps everybody have a better reading. It's like um, it's like an elf. You know the movie Elf uh, when they have to get the sleigh up by singing and making Christmas spirit. <laughs>
0: it's
1: it's like that in a way.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why, in, in, you know, they do a lot of the singing and jovial activities before seances to lighten the mood. Yep,
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. and I find that it lifts energy to sing, too. Mm-hmm.
2: It raises the vibration, absolutely. It sure does, yeah. Well, well Michelle, thank you, thank you so for much. your call. Do you have any other questions for our esteemed guest? Anything that comes to mind?
0: No, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I have a lot of questions, but I'll try another time maybe, <laughs> so I don't take up too much time. Thank you.
1: So, well, it's great talking with you, Michelle. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Thank Bye. you. Thank
0: you.
2: Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was pretty interesting. So, hey, I, I wanted to ask you something. It, reading your bio, uh, could, it, it talked about two things in, in your bio that are that are interesting. Kundalini and TM. Can you explain those? What that means?
1: Well, I um, I have been doing transcendental meditation for a while. Not religiously. You're supposed to do it twice a day. And I have, I will confess that I have not lived my life doing it twice a day, but mm-hmm. I just find that it's um it's just a very powerful tool just to work with emotions awareness uh perceptions is i a- just i do recommend meditation that's just my particular history with meditation it's mostly what i've focused on
2: okay so when you when you say transcendental meditation is there a difference between? regular meditation and transcendental meditation are you kind of using yes
1: i'm not uh i wouldn't consider consider myself an expert on tm but uh, i would you know do some research uh if you want to know more about that i mean Mm -hmm. i can just tell you that you get a mantra you're never supposed to tell anybody and i haven't and um it's 20 minutes a day twice a day, uh, part of me with a 10 minute rest period. And I've just had phenomenal experiences with it. Sometimes it's sort of meh and sometimes it's, it's wow. And, uh, and the change stays with you, with me permanently. So I've, I'm still exploring it and using wow. it for my own growth.
2: Now, when you, when you practice transcendental meditation, what kind of a setup are you in? How do you set yourself up?
1: You just sit down close your eyes uh, and repeat the mantra silently so you can really do it anywhere on a bus um, alone in a crowd of people. It doesn't matter if there's loud noises, you can just do it and you don't need to have as certain conditions.
2: Would you, you would probably have to become a little bit of an expert to be able to do it in noisy conditions, no, like on a bus or whatever, like, maybe don't start off practicing transcendental meditation on the bus, maybe find a quiet spot. Maybe I'm just thinking out loud here. It's that. kind of
1: restful. It's, 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 it brings peace to the bus.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for those people that might want to start out, would you recommend maybe just doing it in a like a quiet place? And then as you become better at it, then you can uh, admit more background noise or whatever.
1: Possibly possibly for me probably okay yeah
2: interesting so uh now kundalini yoga is is that part of the trans uh transcendental meditation is that
1: no that's just something actually that is fairly recent for me and I took yes. some training and I'm not sure how that ended up in the bio <laughs> but <laughs> uh, a- it is, uh it is yeah. it is a a a very interesting form of yoga because there's meditation unit um oh, yeah. pretty constantly so
2: um oh, I see. okay well uh, i'm probably the least flexible person on the face of this earth so wouldn't catch me doing yoga anytime soon but hey you never know you know you might be able to teach an old dog new that coach. might
1: be exactly what you need if you're it not might be. yeah, cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> very interesting wow so tell me um you know, with, with your experiences in, uh, you know, doing what you do with the, with the mediumship, what are some of the aspects that, you know, that you find the most rewarding? And I'm going to ask the flip side of that coin. What are, you know, some of the not rewarding aspects or the, the stuff that you don't find rewarding about that?
1: Well, um, I guess there are things that have surprised me over the years that I never would have understood or expected. Mm-hmm. Um, what is so funny, I have a, a cat meowing in another room and I was actually just about to talk about animals and they've just decided to speak up right now. Wow. Um, but I, that's something that I wasn't expecting necessarily it was communication from animals, you know, who some who have passed and even the ones who were still alive. I've had animals show up um at a reading and asked to have their dog house moved because they were baking in the sun on the one side of the house. And I've, I've had them come and ask for, you know, specific things or give messages to their family members, uh, even if they're alive. And, and definitely when they passed, it's, it's an important part of people's lives. And right. I think things are organized on the basis of love, Right. So the love that you share with your fur family members, um, it exists, and it doesn't die. and there are there's potential in that in a medium. you mediumistic sense.
2: Interesting. Now, when you communicate, when you get these communications from animals, being I mean, animals don't speak in English, obviously. That's so- right. How do you get those messages? Like, is it a- I don't know.
1: It's it sounds like English to me, just a little, slightly higher level, I guess. Not like college English, but like a higher language that's easier for all people to understand. But it still comes to me in English.
2: Hmm. Very interesting. Is it like maybe a is it an image or a message? Just like just an idea, maybe that pops in your head kind of thing.
1: Yep. It's kind of like an idea, but it's like a, and I'm not just talking about animals when I give this example, but any of those communications just, it's like you, you almost have to say it. It's quite a strong, um, a strong need to communicate it. it, it it's, it's almost uncomfortable sometimes to not give the message.
2: I see. Interesting. Now that, that I can see that as being a very positive Thing for you, especially it took you by surprise the first time that you experienced that because you would think you know communication is with people you know, but getting it from animals that that is definitely something. So, what would be something that maybe it maybe have surprised you but like in a negative way, something that you don't enjoy about it? in a negative like. way. I think you were talking about. I, I know one thing you mentioned is the the taste thing, you, you didn't like some of the cigar tastes, and I, I can. Appreciate that, <laughs> yeah.
1: But. Well. um you know everything about the work itself is I have to say is positive like being being the conduit for the messages that come through and and knowing you have to craft the correct way to say it that um takes into account people's sensitivities and experience and what they can hear and how they can hear it that is kind of an, an art to that I think and it it really fueled by compassion. Um, I think I lost track of the question. Can you ask me the question oh, again?
2: Yeah, I was just lo- looking for, for some of the, you know, something that you, you do not like about mediumship, about your your something that you, well, any negative experiences that you've had.
1: I guess, I guess I'm, if I were going to find a negative experience, it would be more in like how I'm wired and the side effects of that. So it's great when it comes to wanting to be of service and giving information that maybe some people don't have access to, but mm-hmm. this general sensitivity. So I'm, I'm just a really sensitive person. I don't know if it's like that for all mediums. but um,
2: Okay. No, that's completely understandable. Like By sensitive
1: to perfume, sensitive and, to loud noises, oh, really? I'm sensitive to people's emotions. And I can, you know, I can be in an, in an apartment building and suddenly get a headache and uh, I'll find out it was the guy two doors over who went to the hospital that night or something with a head thing like it. I have to ask myself, does this belong to me? And, and, and that will usually get the answer right away. Wow, that
2: that would drive me crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I'm not a medium.
1: <laughs> well you learn to
2: work with it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, know? you turn it off? Can you turn your abilities off like at will if you wanted to?
1: To a certain extent at times. Right. I mean you wouldn't want yeah. people communicating
2: yeah. with you when you're in the shower, obviously. Or you know Well,
1: that's actually <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't want people communicating with you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And and it's and it's up to us to set those boundaries. And I've and I've said to spirits that have come to me, uh, hey, I think you're with my eleven o'clock appointment. You can't wake me up at five o'clock in the morning. You need to wait. And and I'm it works. And it works. Yeah, you have to have clear boundaries with everything and everyone whether they're physically incarnated or not.
2: So tell us about like the beginning of Lee's mediumistic journey. You, we were talking about it a little bit before, before our first caller and you were talking about uh, trusting your uh, mediumship abilities. Cause I think that's a huge part of it because you're getting messages and maybe at yep. first when you're new into it, like you think it's nah, it's just my imagination. You know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. Tell us how you get overcame that because I think that's a big hurdle
1: yeah well, a couple of experiences i I think I would go to the time when I was a, like a, a teenager late teens, and I had some precognitive dreams that were very dramatic and and just clear to me that he there's a there's some kind of loving force that cares about what happens to people here. I'll just put it that way and then. And then to have the messages come to me, even if it's for people I don't know at that point, that made me wonder, you know, like, why me? Why would I get this information for people and have it turn out to be true and, and very useful? So you, I started to think of myself in, in, a, in a more positive light, I guess. I, I can give you another example of, um, I was a, teenager still. I was living on my own and I was doing the dishes. It was about 11 o'clock at night and I heard a voice. I heard it like a physical, loud, screaming, deafening voice. Get out. Get out of your apartment right now or you will not be here tomorrow. And it was so shocking that I dropped the plate that I was drawing and I tried to settle down and I just knew I had to get out and And I grabbed my keys, and I ran up the door, and there was a man coming up the path with something under his arm. I don't know what it was, and he we looked at each other, and he turned and ran away, and I ran the other direction to my vehicle and so like that it it felt like a spirit that was Warning uh, I guess I wouldn't say it was God, but it was a high high level spirit like a like a angel, a very powerful angel is what it felt like, even though I don't really, at the time, didn't know much about that, um, but but I I felt also the hierarchy of things on the other side, and I could sort of place this person or this angel uh, as just being a protector for me, but being respected as sort of a kick-ass enforcer on the other side, I don't know, it's part of my language, mm-hmm. Um, but this dude or this angel person was sent to warn me and I feel like it saved my life.
2: Have you ever been in contact with that person since?
1: Nope. Okay. I've been saved again, um, but not felt that particular exact energy, but I still feel like that angel would step up. I don't feel abandoned or. anything by that energy just showed up and helped me. And so that, that made me value myself more. I thought, well, why, why do, why do, why should I, why would this God go through so much trouble to send somebody to get me out of that house? Like what possible reason could there be? I must have a purpose basically. Wow, That's what I came to after
2: that you said you you uh, you said you were saved the second time tell us about that
1: oh just just many times um, i've had healings uh, mm-hmm. i've had diseases taken out of my body i've been guided um, there was a time once when i was I was lost in Seattle in in a car and I, it was under a bridge and it was really scary and I just prayed that somebody would lead me out and this taxi just showed up and just said, follow me. It was very weird. And uh, I followed him. I, I gave him the address and it was really far away and he led me there and didn't even charge me. This guy just drove away after an hour trip. And uh, it's just wow. little things like that,
2: that days before GPS, obviously.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, and after really hundreds of things like that, just feeling guided, getting information, acting on it, getting more. Um, you just get into uh, into a rhythm with wow with that's, things.
2: That's incredible, and it, it's so nice that you actually recognize it for what it is. You know, because a lot of people will get saved, and they're they just think it's coincidence. They'll like they'll yep. think nothing of it. You know so I think that's a, probably an important part of your development is is recognizing that you know and recognizing the uh the higher power on the other side I think I find it fascinating because we know so little about that it yeah. just you know, it it's it's a never ending fascination you know like that first caller Michelle from Rhode Island that called you know she said she she's just getting into this thing well, I've been studying it for about twelve thirteen years already, so you know i I'm kind of jealous of her because. There's so much that he's yet to see, like in like mind-blowing things, like different aspects, different, you know, like from OBEs to NDEs to past life regressions to mediums to physical mediums. There, there's so many different aspects of this whole thing that, you know, it, it all points kind of to the same thing about the transcendence of consciousness after physical death. You know that the, the, the spirit goes on. You know, and there's just so much proof of it. But unfortunately, it's not the kind of proof that science considers proof, like the material science. You know, so that that's why you know we got to keep chugging on and just you know spreading the word and talking to people like you to to get you know to get more information out there. You know, and that's that's what I'm taxed with to see what makes you tick. To see what, you know, to get 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 all that information out in the open as much as possible. You know, and I'm grateful I'll tell
1: you whatever I can oh yeah. my quirky ways <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, hey, you're doing a I'm great hearing
1: lot. from spirit
2: yeah and you know and you know we're i mean we're more than halfway done with with our show it's been going so quick because it's so fascinating you know so let me let me uh, uh, the, the way that we do this also is we get you know we get questions from uh, from members of the forever family foundation that write in questions um so right Let's see. There, there was one that came in that says, many books written by mediums recommend altering your state of consciousness or vibrational state in order to contact loved ones across the veil. What do you think of this idea? And what would you recommend to achieve this higher state?
1: Well, uh, I, I, pray. I, okay. I pray. I pray. I pray. I ask for help. And I learned to do that when I was a child because I didn't really have any human guidance that was sort of appropriate for, you know, a child. So I ended up kind of looking elsewhere and just happened to find something. But so I think um, I think having humility and 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 asking and just and just being where you're at and saying, okay, well, I'd like to have more faith. I would like to have some proof. I would like to be a believer in whatever. Um, so please show me. It's, it's kind of like just being willing to ask for what you want and, and not judging yourself in any way. So it's removing the judgment of, of everything you think you might know and just starting from zero. Does that make any yeah. sense? It
2: does. It does. And it
1: sounds like what, yeah. what
2: you're referring to is to get rid of, uh, to get rid of the ego um I'm, I'm sorry do you hear my kids screaming on the other side because they're just on the i the
1: something side. i thought it was like a cougar yeah, or something yeah
2: if you can just pardon me for like one second i gotta, I gotta they got friends over and they're going crazy and I <laughs> be quiet so give me about one 30 they're seconds they're not disrupting
1: yeah. me so whatever yeah you i to know
2: do. but it, it's it's really loud over here so i, I just gotta quiet them up and i, I apologize sure. to the listeners for this hang on no worries no people. one second
1: And I'll just tell Michelle, if she's still listening, you know, I I think you're in a really great place. You are being humble and calling and and asking for information. So yeah, keep on searching and um, being there for other people. And you'll find that you'll be hearing some messages sooner rather than later. So uh, I think that, oh, perfect. He's coming back now.
2: Okay, I'm back. (laughs)
1: Great! <laughs> right. i try to keep it going <laughs>
2: yeah you did
1: a great job i heard some talk in the background meanwhile
2: i'm reading the riot act to my kids good thing for mute buttons okay no they were uh i'm in the basement of my house and that's where my desk is all set up and everything and there's a there's a little you know there's there's a wall but the walls are not insulated and you can hear everything so anyways i appreciate that so um yeah, so just th- asking for what you want is, uh, I think it's an important thing. Uh, uh, and we were talking about getting rid of the ego, like, you know, being, uh, uh, well, you put it a much better way than I just did. Um, and you, were, you were talking about uh, uh, just letting, you know, accepting the information and not doubting yourself kind of thing, you know? That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's that. That that was that was well put because I think your ego is always there to say no, this is not true.
1: No, exactly. No,
2: yeah. no don't do this. Don't don't. You know. Yeah. And ego is something that you know. I think a lot of people can do without. You know.
1: No, I use uh, plant medicine for stuff like that. So I I smudge a lot. I was just taught to um. I was taught to use sage and a certain way to pray with it so that it does clear out ego stuff and, and, you know, everything that's associated with that. Uh, and I do it before I do a reading. I mean, I do it almost every day. I do it just to feel better and to be more present in my life, but I do it before each reading and after each reading, even if I have like back-to-back readings all day, I take the time to, to do that and just clear anybody else's residual business from my own energy and it it, it helps me because i'm sensitive i need to do things like that i don't do well at ikea for example that's kind of a a bad place for somebody as sensitive as me just too many things too Too much going on. on Too many objects.
2: <laughs> I, I love IKEA because I love reading the signs. You know, like they're all in like Swedish. Like, hey, a, a, a spoon is called a frågoljen or whatever. You know. So oh, good to know. I, I go with my little kids and we read the signs, and it's it's a lot of fun. You know, that that's the only reason I like IKEA. I, I don't find their furniture to be. it
1: Well, well I I don't want to like. I yeah. feel like I shouldn't be saying bad things about IKEA. You know, no, they're, they're I'm sorry good. that I did, but it's just a lot of. It's a big oh. place with a lot yeah. of energy, and it's usually crowded
2: so that's my only complaint what a business kind i mean they're 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 killing it for sure but see how that can affect somebody like yourself for sure so uh, would that same thing apply i mean can you go to a let's say a rock concert or something like that with that i'm old now um you're old you you don't sound old oh thank you yeah you you probably
1: might Uh, We can maybe talk talk about that later. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah, I I don't like to be, I get kind of tired if I stay out around people too long, if it's not, if if it's just sort of chaotic city energy, it's, there's a limit to how much of it, you know, I want to be in. Uh, Rock concert, it's been a while, but I love music and and music, that's different. Okay, that's different yeah yeah
2: yeah i love music too i'm actually a uh, a guitarist and I've uh, been playing for about almost 50 years so it's wow. so a big passion of mine it's more than a passion it's uh,
1: more than 50 years
2: yeah yeah so
1: you sound like a young guy too
2: well thank you so much <laughs> I,
1: feel young. I, I, I was told
2: that i looked younger than than my years you know, I'm 56. Uh, so old I look like I'm in my 40s, which is great. Compliment, I'll take that's it.
1: That's great. Yep.
2: <laughs> Very nice. So, um, do you think anybody can be a medium? Is it something that can be learned, or do you think it's like something that yet yeah, you kind of have to have some of the gifts given to you by God, or you know, however? Maybe
1: both. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think both are true. Um, I personally, because of the work that I've done and other experiences that I've had believe that we come here more than once you don't have to believe that to work with me but um mm-hmm. i think that i've probably done something like this before and possibly like with
2: like in my with family? family yeah
1: i think so i think my my maternal grandmother uh-huh. i think that side of the family has something going on uh and i probably Got some of it from them, but then you know we want to reincarnate into a family that's best for us. So have we known them before? You know, it's just some overlap.
2: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I would like to reincarnate to be, you know, George Clooney's son in my next life, <laughs> or something, or grandson. Have a trust
1: fund, just a trust. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. You know,
2: not to mention the like, the, you know, he's a good-looking dude, so. <laughs> Uh it's funny the way life goes. But yeah, I I personally uh I think we're here more than once as well. I think we're um we're here to learn, you know. This thing called life yeah. is 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 an incredibly brave journey that we embarked upon. Isn't it though? Experience the hardships of physical life and physical disease and heartbreak and just you know, there's a lot of you know, a lot of highs that come with the lows, obviously. Um But yeah, this is, I think it's a a fast path to learning because I think when, and and this is just me thinking from what I've read and learned, you know, in spirit, if you want something, it's there, it's materialized. You want to be somewhere, you're instantly there, you you know, you want to see someone, you're instantly in front of them, that kind of thing. It's, it's, you don't have physical limitations. There's no concept of time. It's, it's a completely different thing that we can't even grasp as humans. Um,
1: yep. b- have you seen that movie made in heaven?
2: No, I have it's, not.
1: It's kind of hard to find, but it's like that. It's, it's kind of a it, like what you're describing on the other side. Interesting film. Mm. Um, if you can find it, I, I recommend it. It's, it might be kind of like that in a way.
2: Right. Yeah. I keep talking about this book, life in the world unseen by Anthony Borgia. That's a really good description of the other side as well. It's, it was taken down by a medium who just transcribed everything uh, by this, this monsignor whose name was Hugh Benson. Um, and he was a, a Catholic church monsignor or something like that who was very, you know, doctrine, very strict religious kind of thing. And then, you know, once he crossed over, he saw that what he was preaching was not at all what it was like. So he desperately found a medium that took everything down that he said and made a book out of it called uh, Life in the World Unseen. And to me, to this day, out of the hundreds of books that I read on the topic, um, it's one of the best descriptions that, that I've come across of what the other side is like. It talks about well, I history. appreciate
1: that information. I'm going to check it out. Hopefully the readers yeah. are, uh,
2: are... It's a free, it's a free download. It's a, you can get That's it. That's
1: great. Google thank thank you for that.
2: You're very welcome. Oh. And yeah, any listeners you want to check it out it's a uh, free download it's called uh, life in the world unseen by uh anthony borgia is the medium b-o-r-g-i-a i believe and hugh benson was the monsignor that's dictating to him and he's, he's that's pretty cool yeah, yeah it's pretty cool so uh it's yeah it that one had a big effect on me so now i read that many years ago and to this day it's one of the best books i've i've read on that topic
1: you know when i do when i do readings there's a certain way that people come in. And if they were particularly religious, um, usually it's, it's not a a lot of times it's cat Italian Catholic grandmothers, actually (laughs) but not necessarily, but people who, who who lived a kind of a spiritual life in a strong way where they were selfless, they were generous. Mm -hmm. um, They were observant in a certain way. And if, if they're, I don't know, they come in on my right side uh, and they just have a different kind of place in the hierarchy. And I'm not saying the people that come in the other ways are is anything wrong with them or negative at all. It's not the case. But the people who were focused on their spiritual path and walked their talk, they kind of have some extra, I don't know, ability to come through and guide.
2: Right, right, right. No, I, and that's probably because of you know their vibrations are higher. Maybe you know they're just. More, that I think you know,
1: that's true. That's a, a yeah, great way to put it. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And the other thing, I, you know, for for you know a lot of like people that are strictly like let's say Catholic, because I was raised a strict Catholic, and you know what, I, I think spirituality mm-hmm. and Catholicism can go hand in hand. They're, they're not opposed to each other. You know, they're both uh, proponents of, you know, a physical existence after death. They're both, they both talk about, you know, being good to, to, to you know, do a, to, onto others what you want done to yourself and the golden rules and stuff like nothing in there directly violates spirituality. It really doesn't, you know, yeah. I think, you know, for those of anybody that's interested, uh, the book of Daniel was once part of the Bible, but was taken out at the council of Nicaea um because it it talked about reincarnation and back then the church didn't want people to know that they had
1: salvation. Yeah, they they forbid that, yeah. didn't they? They said no, that you would didn't. be put Absolutely. to death, I think. I mean, yeah. uh yeah. if you talked about it, it was forbidden to talk about spirits and etc.
2: Yeah, I mean, back mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm sure glad we're not living back then, you know. This is a a great age to be li- living in. I mean, we we have got to take the good with the bad we've got a lot of bad things happening now with uh, you know wars and you know diseases and all that kind of stuff and just the way the society is going but there's a lot of good things as well so i think if uh, you focus on the good it makes the bad more bearable simple as that
1: you know and it brings more good
2: and it brings more good that's what, that's what you always got to do strive for strive for being good and, you know and you know there's, there's something about you lee that it just makes me say that you are such a kind giving person, I just feel it I, I feel you know even though you're in Tennessee and I'm here in Albany, I just feel your vibration and I can tell that you are just a a giving person an incredible giving person and I'm surprised we haven't spoken before now <laughs> you know it's it's such a pleasure to talk to you
1: well thank you i've um yeah I've come through some health health challenges and come out the other side of it, so I've been a little quiet for a couple of years but mm-hmm. Um. Back well, now. I'm
2: glad you're doing good. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing better because you know the world needs you. The world needs people like you. Well,
1: thank yeah. you for the encouragement. It's really, it's really appreciated.
2: Oh, absolutely. And you know, there's, there's people out there. There's doubters. There'll always be doubters. Yeah. Hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion. <clears throat> Simple as that. And if you doubt, then don't listen to the show. Don't you know? Go somewhere else. Do, do, do your own thing. Whatever floats your boat. You know. Uh, personally, you know, it, to me, it's. Uh, there's no way that this stuff cannot exist. Yeah. I'll put it that way because yeah. too It's yeah. way too. I've seen too much, read too much, you know. So
1: exactly, I've seen too much. I I know too much to not you know. Yeah, it's it's too obvious, and there's something um, just wrong about not having that faith and not acknowledging the miraculousness of, of life and mm-hmm. and everything around us. It's when I hear people. Um, you know that say oh, there's never been a real psychic or mediums aren't real and nobody could possibly know things like that. I mean, it just it's just kind of a downer. It feels like such a deep lie, and it's depressing. So uh, that's when I get this age out. And it's like you know what? I'm just not gonna fall into that way of thinking and feeling. It's not useful, and mm-hmm. it's incorrect for for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't buy into it.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It could be a, you can be accepting of it on a personal level, or you can accept it, uh, you know, and, and be vocal about it. It, it, That it's free will. It's your choice. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think that as science, you know, like the late Frank Ginsburg, God rest her soul. Like she used to say, science is going to, you know, gonna prove it one day. We're, we're gonna have the technology to scientifically prove that consciousness goes beyond, you know, the physical world, and it always was and always will be, kind of thing. You know, it's an energy that we we don't even understand. We don't even understand the brain, for example. You know, we, we know nothing about the brain except for that it's a it's kind of like a receiving device. You know, I, I've said this before many times on the show, where our our brain is like almost like a TV receiver. You know, like if you were to smash your television. You're not going to kill the weatherman that was on the TV when you smashed it. You're just going to kill the receiver of that information. You know, it's, and the brain works the same way. People with brain damage that can't, you know, lose some of their abilities. Well, I think they are still there. They just lost the, the, the tools to, to use them kind of thing. But that stuff, that information is always there, you know?
1: Yeah. It so. doesn't, we're not the source of it all. And that's, that's why I don't, I don't, uh, I don't remember everything that I say in a reading because it does, the thoughts aren't generated from my mind and they aren't stored in the same way. Um, so they really come from the other side and they just kind of go through you and we're not meant to hang on to them.
2: I was told that, uh, many times, many different ways that if you get an idea that, that out of the blue pops into your mind that you weren't even in that train of thought. And it's just something so completely different that chances are that thought is, is a communication.
1: That's a great way to describe it. It's always kind of like, it just appears it's, it's almost more effortless than your regular thought process. Mm-hmm. And it, it just shows up, you know, how like a song gets in your head some out of nowhere, all of a sudden you, you didn't hear any music. You're just be around minding your own business. And then yeah. you get this song. I pay attention to stuff like that. Um, there's, you know, I'll, I'll look up song lyrics. all will I'll, I'll I'll ask, why am I getting this? I'll journal about things like that. You know, sure. I'm really interested. I want to respect the process. I want more. And so I try to uh, position myself to be in a position where I'm going to keep learning and keep serving in this way.
2: Well, I think, you know, having that attitude is going to make the uh, uh, information just flow right through you. And I think you've got a real breakthrough future continuing ahead of you. Uh, doing this oh. kind of work. so i think that's that's awesome you know our, our hour is almost up so before that's amazing we, see how fast it went didn't, didn't i tell it you it did go fast yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely so tell tell our readers a, a little bit about you know your practice I, I want you to blow your own horn a little bit here okay because you were nice enough to, to share some time so i just want people to to really be aware of, of of your practice and how they can get a hold of you and what kind of things you do that kind of stuff. All right.
1: Well, forgive me for not having a website. It's being worked on right now. And okay. uh, it'll be up by the time I go to the uh, October uh, grief retreat. Okay. Um, in San Jose, I believe that is. Yep. Uh, October 10th, something right around that weekend. Um, toot my own horn. Well, um, my email address, what, you gave that out at the beginning. I work over the phone with people. I work in person.
2: Um, You do Skype or Zoom?
1: Yes, I do that too. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people say, well, isn't it better to be in person or isn't it better to have Skype? Well, I don't have Skype. But I think the information comes no matter where we are, as long as we're reverent and truly seeking. And um, it doesn't matter if somebody's in uh, another continent.
2: Um, right, or right, if you right.
1: ever met the spirit before. So anyway, I do phone work, Zoom, and mm-hmm. things. I do small right. group readings that yeah. are usually I try to cap it at eight people because then I can spend a certain amount of time with each person. Right. Two hours, eight people. Wow. I also do gallery readings that can be you know doesn't matter how many people are there. It's always really fun mm-hmm. and uh, fantastic. I like the group work. I oh yeah. It's, it's really cool energy and uh, it's, it's very sacred and you can just feel like whatever you want to call it, the Holy Spirit, um, just that force of love that just shows up. And that's what the information rides in on. So,
2: And how far are you I, booking
1: events? Like if somebody was I haven't call, been yeah. booking for a while. So now it's probably like late November, okay. but uh, not very long. Compared okay. to some of the mediums at the foundation. Yeah. Okay. Of you course. should. We should be able to do this year. If yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Lee, promise me you'll come back to the show. I, I want I to hear. I love
1: to come back to the show. We can talk about all kinds of things. Oh,
2: I, I know. It's like two old friends just getting together, and you know.
1: It's the out. Canadians.
2: <laughs> us Canadians, <laughs> us Canadians. Yes, absolutely love it. Okay, well, listen, everybody. thank you for listening, and Lee, thank you so much for being here. It was incredible. I well, Roman,
1: to- thank you for your volunteer work. You're volunteering your time as well, right? And we really do appreciate yeah. it.
2: Oh, yeah, my pleasure it's a for me, it's a learning experience, and I, I I just love doing it, so once a month it's it's you know I look forward to it all the time. okay, well, with that, everybody, thank you, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next month for our next guest. And uh, until then, just know that, you know, our loved ones are just a heartbeat away. And one day, as Fran used to say, science is going to prove it. Good night, everybody.